0: Welcome to this podcast from Greater Boston on WGBH 2. It is one in a series of interviews with authors conducted by Greater Boston host Emily Rooney. Our podcasts are made possible through the generous contributions of WGBH viewers and listeners like you. Thanks for joining us. And now, here's Emily. Daniel Barenboim is an Israeli-Argentinian conductor and pianist who, along with the late activist Edward Said, worked to encourage peace in the Middle East through music. He explains how it works in his new book, Music Quickens Time, and Daniel Barenboim is here. Welcome. Thank you very much. So you talk about how the culture of music kind of naturally brings people together. How did you and Edward Said kind of come to that conclusion and
1: make this orchestra work? But you see, music is seen uh, much too much, in my opinion, to my taste, much too much as something uh, outside the world, something that you enjoy, that you love, that you feel passionate about, and either you play or you listen, and that's it. But it's something outside the world, outside the real existence. And I believe that this is not so. I believe that music is both in- and out of the inside and outside of the world Um, the mere act of making music is a lesson if you want what do people do in an orchestra when they play intelligently they sit they have to give the maximum they have to give their best otherwise they don't contribute enough they have to give everything of themselves whilst simultaneously listen to what somebody else is playing Just imagine if our politicians would really (laughs) say and do what they think and listen to what the others say. You
0: made a couple of interesting points here, though, because you say that that music also has a subversive nature to it, which I thought was a fascinating way of putting it. And then then you talk about people like Shostakovich, who um, expressed his contempt, really, for the Stalinist regime through his music. But I'm curious, coming around full circle to the orchestra, how... Israelis, Palestinians could come together and play the same music, knowing, for instance, that something like Wagner was anti-Semitic. I mean, how could they come together and well, hear and listen and express, knowing uh, what the intention was?
1: First of all, about Wagner, don't, let's not forget that anti-Semitic means also anti-Arab, anti-Muslim, anti-Palestinian. So I don't think mm-hmm. if that if the Palestinians it's come had, to be known it as comes to the same thing. They Church. would have had the same. They would have had the same. Uh, the same uh, destiny. But the, the the act of playing music brings the people together because the music, you have to use all your powers, your thinking powers, your feeling powers, and your stomach, your, your temperament in order to make music. And then when you have an Israeli and a Palestinian next, sitting mm-hmm. next to each other in the orchestra, trying to do the same thing, trying to play the same note with the same... A pitch instrument, with yeah. the same instrument, with the same pitch, with the same intensity, with the same volume, with the same, the same, the same, the same, the same. When they're finished doing that for seven hours in a day, they cannot sit opposite each other at the dinner table and pretend they're only okay. enemies.
0: But how then do you expand that beyond the circle of the orchestra? So maybe that group came together. Your orchestra, the East-West Divan, is it? you know? That group, But how, how do you take it beyond that?
1: But I can't uh, single-handedly take it. <laughs> take it, but, you know, <laughs> it would be very nice. I can't do that. But I, th- I think that uh, music should be part of the general education. Mm-hmm. And then you would see a di- completely different reaction to it. Mm-hmm. I think there's no reason why uh, children in the kindergarten are not brought Towards music, I think music is has been proved. Well, they used to be.
0: It's now it's an expense thing. The schools just don't do it anymore because it's.
1: Yes, but we are depriving the children. The music education for children at, in kindergarten age is something that makes them more balanced. It's mm-hmm. something that they learn the rhythmical things. It's something that it teaches them for life, something very important. It teaches them the sense of time. It teaches them that things change with time as it, time goes along. It, it's very good for the psychic mm-hmm. of a child, actually, to... to, yeah. to to play music and to, to be confronted with it. And we have abandoned that. We have only concerned ourselves with uh, expanding the technological so-called marketing aspect of music. Mm. And now I can conduct a concert in, in Berlin and you, can, you could Watch it in New Zealand, in Australia, in Argentina, in New York, everywhere on the television. But the fact is that billions of people in the world have no need for music. So what yeah, does it serve? What yeah. is the point of having these technological advances?
0: Just uh, tell us a little bit of how y- you and Edward Said came together. He was peace activist at we Columbia met University. Quite by
1: chance. We yeah. met in a hotel lobby. I was, I was checking in, and, <laughs> uh, and he, he came. I knew, of course, who he was. Yeah. But I didn't know how he looked like. Uh, He, on the other hand, knew how I looked like, as he had heard me many times uh, in the Constitution. So he approached me and we started uh, speaking. My first book uh, had come out then. And uh, he was very taken with what I had written about Israel then. This is in 1992. Mm. What I had written about Israel and what I had written about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and we got uh, uh, into conversation. I had to go to rehearsal and he had something else to do so we arranged Mm. to meet later that afternoon and we spent the whole evening together and we became really inseparable until until he died uh, five years ago. He was quite an extraordinary uh, human being. Mm. First of all, one of the most knowledgeable people uh, I have ever met um, in so many different fields. And he saw the connections between things. Yeah. He saw the connection between music and history and, and poetry yeah. and painting.
0: Yeah. And, and that's really so... So he, Actually, the orchestra sort of is named after... In a way, his, yes. Yes, yeah. the, some of the concepts that he brought to the, to the table. All right, well, this is fascinating. Daniel Barenbaum, we really appreciate you coming here today. Thank and you very much. Us. All right. Thanks for listening to this podcast, one in a series of interviews conducted by Greater Boston host Emily Rooney. We invite you to watch Greater Boston weeknights on WGBH2 at 7 p.m. and again at midnight. The program is also available through Comcast On Demand.